We have to go back! Hello everyone, welcome back to the Flashback Flicks Retro Movie Podcast. I'm Ricky. I'm Grayson. And today we are reviewing the 1987 action 80s thriller, just pure adrenaline, Predator. In anticipation of The Predator, but we cut the V because it was cleaner. Cleaner. That's clear. Yep. <laughs> yes. So uh, everyone knows that The Predator is the movie starring Carl Withers and some guy named Arnold. Um, it came out in 1987. Uh, and the idea of the movie started uh, like all great 80s staples uh, start with. Uh, and that is a joke about Rocky. So... Following the release of Rocky IV, uh, a joke was circulating in Hollywood that since Rocky Balboa had run out of earthly opponents, he probably had to fight an alien in a fifth film, you know, to top himself. And then someone said, write this down. Write yep. this down. Uh, and so they did. The original concept for Predator was called Hunter. It got circulated, but then it became the title that we all know and love, Predator, based on the novel Pushed by Sapphire. Now, we have shared this on our Twitter, uh, and if you'd like to see the video, it's already there. So you can stop listening right now and just go watch it. Uh, But the original design for the Predator uh, was scrapped in the middle of production. Uh, Originally, they got Jean-Claude Van Damme to basically be a stunt double for the original predator and they had a giant red foam suit for the predator for them to do the cloaking effect because basically they're able to uh key out red because it's the opposite of green they basically did like an inverted green screen kind of thing to give that effect and they also shot at two different focal lengths and Originally, the Predator was like more of like a buggy insect type thing. Yeah. Um, but in the middle of production, they stopped because they said this thing just isn't working. And so like, they stopped production to work on the Predator suit. But during that time, they actually uh, edited like an hour of the film together to show the studio. And then the studio liked it so much that they were given a higher production budget to uh, create bigger action sequences uh, and basically to create the Predator suit that we all know and, you know, lurk in our nightmares. I honestly don't know if I knew what the Predator looked like. Oh, dude. Okay, so, you know, back in childhood times... Uh, if you wanted to get a costume, you went to Party City. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the very back of Party City, um, like they had all the kitty costumes in the front, but in the very back, they had like all like the latex and like super intense and also super scary masks. Oh, oh yeah, pass. Um, <laughs> well, I went back there because there was uh, the mask mask, like Jim Carrey, like green latex mm-hmm. mask that mm-hmm, I still mm-hmm. own to this day. Um and I went back there, and I one of the faces that was on the wall was the Predator face. Oh, with the and mask or without with, the mask? Without the mask, of oh. course. Um, oh. And that, you know, I didn't know what that was. I just knew that, like, my brain wasn't supposed to see that at, you know, whatever age I was when I decided to venture in that section of Party City. Wow. I was actually more scared of him 
with the mask, I think, when I was watching the movie. I was like, whoa, this is like Boba Fett with dreadlocks. This is crazy. Grayson, we aren't even 10 minutes into this podcast and you're already going into headcanon. Oh, sorry. <laughs> My bad. Uh, but yeah, that, that's interesting that they had these different designs. And I know he's kind of evolved over the course of the franchise, but this is the only one I've seen. And I think it's the only one you've seen too, right? I saw Predators, the 2010 movie with um, oh. Adrian Brody. Oh, yes. Adrian Brody. No, I've seen all the Alien movies, though, except for Alien v. Predator, Dawn of Justice. But that's like the only one I didn't see. And I guess I didn't see it because I was like, oh, that feels like it's more a Predator movie. I mean, based off of what I've seen from Predator, because here's the thing. Um, the success of Predator launched uh, three sequels. Uh, Predator 2, Back in the Chopper, Mm -hmm. Uh, Predators, um, you know, plural, so it's different, Uh, and The Predator, uh, which is being released in 2018, and both sequels are like decades apart like yeah. so the original predator came out in 87 the sequel came out in 1990 they didn't make another predator movie until 2010 that's like 20 years later wow. so i guess the first predator just became a cult classic because it just made a ton of money like with a budget of 15 million dollars it grossed 59 million dollars so i guess wow. people just really liked that movie and really liked uh predator 2 electric boogaloo uh and it just kind of stuck in people's mind as just like one of those iconic unique looking creatures it was also one of the first times that they um did that kind of um heat seeking uh effect that That had to be so jarring to see in theaters Oh, absolutely. I didn't like, know what I was looking at. Like, this? I was watching this on my laptop. I'm just like, oh, man, seeing this big just would have just hurt my eyes. Like, I feel like I would have, like, I would only see that, like, leaving the theater. I'm like, I think I can see in thermal vision. Yeah, and um, seeing this now made all the bus ads around my apartment make so <laughs> much more sense. I was like, what graphic designer did this? And they put this on the billboards. And I'm like, oh, I get it now. I'm in the know. Yeah. So, fun fact about that, the thermo suit effect. They wanted to use like actual like thermo vision. That's the technical oh, term for and it. And they were like, "Calm <laughs> down." Yeah. <laughs> well, basically it just didn't look good. So, oh. they basically just used negatives mm-hmm. um and color corrected it to make it look, you know, th- like that. All thermalized. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that makes sense. Good old classic fix it in post. There's not a lot I understand about uh, thermal heat-seeking technology, except that it can easily be thwarted by mud. Yep. Mud, the classic uh, vulnerability to high-tech heat-seeking. Because like, here's the thing. Mud, no heat. It's like, sorry, yeah. Predator. You crashed on a planet full of mud. <laughs> But yeah, the movie just and like you mentioned the Alien versus Predator movie, uh that was it, that even became its own thing just because, you know, space monsters have to know each other. Um, That's such a great mashup though because these really are the opposites of each other because in the alien series we go to space like we invade their territory and then they get attacked. Here, like we're just on Earth minding our business and he 
hangs a left into Earth's surface, and like he invades our space then. So the inverse of alien and predator, I think, makes a ton of sense. Not since Freddy v. Jason, Dawn of Justice, has it made so much sense. That's right. Same joke. Same episode. Same laughter and response. <laughs> I loved it. Um, no, I, I, I was... I don't know what I was expecting when I watched this movie. Um, I think I was definitely expecting way more Predator mm-hmm. um, and way more Carl Withers. Uh, definitely just always appreciate and welcome more of him. Mm-hmm. But when I first started watching Predator, I thought to myself, I thought we already reviewed The Last Action Hero because <laughs> this movie just had so many of those like tropes. Like when Arnold Schwarzenegger throws a knife and says, Hang around, and just like I said, wait, what? Mo- what movie are we in? Didn't you just say that? He's like, listen, I'm not an assassin, but I will quip someone after I get done ending their life. Uh, like he just, it was just like, no, we're in Last Action Hero, and when him and Carl Withers are like handshake arm wrestling each other, I'm yeah. just like, oh, this is this is just so much, and some would say. Too much testosterone and this scene. It is a lot. Uh, although this movie does have one of the coolest action lines uh, from Jesse Ventura saying, I ain't got time to bleed. And I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh. You're right. Carl Weathers, I think, has the most telling uh, quote of the whole movie when he says, You're an asset, an expendable asset. Meanwhile, they're like, I gotta write that down. (laughs) And then on Schwarzenegger said, None of my men are expendable. I'm like, But maybe all of you. Maybe all of you. They say it like three times. Yeah. So I'm sure this is where it was started. Um, I guarantee you, don't fact check. Don't fact check this because I want to live in this delusion. I guarantee you, someone just was watching Predator and he said, "Uh, You're all expendables. Write this down. Write this down. Exactly. Now, the um, I do have a couple more fun facts about the movie that I'm just excited to share because I just find it very interesting. So, um, the Predator himself uh, makes a small cameo as the chopper pilot, uh, Kevin Peter Hall, at the very end, is mm. the Predator. Whoa. Yeah. Twist that's ending. Right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Then he rips off his human mask. I mean, who knows what kind of abilities he has? He might be like a shapeshifter, look like a human. Yeah, he could just be a really great cosplayer. And he's like, you guys like my cosplay? I cosplay as a human. And they're like, <laughs> what? Now, I went to the actor of the Predator. The voice actor of the Predator is none other than the leader of the Autobots, Optimus Prime. Whoa, Peter that's cool. Cullen. And originally, he uh, almost turned down the role um, because he injured his throat uh, playing King Kong in 1976. Um, but they showed him a picture of the creature. He said, I accept. That's my spot on Peter Cullen impression. Let me know how you think about it on Twitter. We're at Flashback Flicks. And my last fun fact is, um, did you know that predators are wild animals that hunt or prey on animals? Uh, all animals need food to live, uh, and predator animals need the flesh of the animals that they kill to survive. Weasels, hawks, wolves, mountain lions, and grizzly bears are all predators. 
predators are carnivores, which means that their diet consists of meat. Most predators, such as coyotes and bears, are also scavengers, meaning that they will eat the carcasses of animals that they didn't even hunt themselves. What just happened? What, what just happened there? <laughs> Knowledge, Grayson. Oh, is that what that feeling is? <laughs> I'm also pretty sure they never say predator in the entire movie. You're right. It's one of those movies where they never say the title. Which is why they could have changed it to Hunter at the last second, and it would have yeah. been fine. Um, I have a fun fact. So, uh, interestingly enough, of the search party group, two of these actors went on to become governors of actual states, with Arnold Schwarzenegger becoming the governor of California, and Jesse Ventura going on to become the governor of, I believe, Minnesota. Uh, oh. What's even more interesting is that Bill Duke... Uh, the guy who shaves way too closely, um, also went into government, but not in real life, uh, in the X-Men universe, when he became Trask, uh, that, but was later recast as Peter Dinklage. Oh, yeah. That is some typecasting. <laughs> now, it's interesting that you uh, talk about the careers of the rest of the cast. Uh, someone else actually went into the politics of media. Uh, oh. Shane Black... <laughs> Uh, was actually cast in the role for Predator because, you know, not because he's a great actor, but because of his writing abilities. What? The, the rumor which, goes, which one was he? Uh, he was the guy who was reading the comics who had all those inappropriate jokes. Oh, I did not care for those jokes. <laughs> uh, so Shane Black, uh, who plays Hawkins, uh, he made an appearance on the Flashback Flicks Retro Movie Podcast because he oh. wrote the screenplay for Lethal Weapon. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, and he was covertly cast in the film so that he'd be able to make on-the-fly and uncredited script changes while on set. Like, hey, uh, Shane, what do you think about this? I was like, oh, I mean, it's fine. I mean, I'd probably punch it up like this. Like, great, great. Yeah, keep acting. You're, you're, you're a great actor. Wow, that's interesting, because then for Predator 2, they got another Lethal Weapon alum, uh, Danny Glover. He's getting too old for this ship. Getting too old for this jungle! (laughs) But he didn't say jungle. (laughs) No Uh, kids, he did not. Yeah, and then Shane Black would uh, later go on to write and direct The Predator. 2018, full circle. Whoa, he wrote and directed that? Yeah. Did he do the bus ads? (laughs) <laughs> he did the buzz ads. He's oh, in the, he's a renaissance man. That guy is involved. <laughs> Listen, I'll do this project so long as I can do the bus ads. <laughs> All right. Now let's go ahead and officially dive into our reactions. Um, yeah, this movie. First time watching it. Glad I watched it. Um, I, I was expecting only part of this movie because I had seen Predators. Um which is more, it's basically the same movie, um, but slightly different and way more dialogue between the characters. Um, and you see, but you see more of the predator in that movie. This thing, I think without, I even watching the original trailer, um, you don't know what this thing is. Like they don't show the, like they actually, I'm actually very impressed with the movie they never show the actual face of the Predator 
in the movie trailer, which if mm. it was made today, they show you the face on every bus billboard yeah. ad. Dozen um, angles, yeah. Yeah, he's like, here's the Predator. It's Here's what he looks like. Here's his skeletal structure. Um, but I really like that mystery of just like, what is this thing? Like, what? This thing, like they didn't even they didn't even explain that it came from space. Like there's no exposition for that. It's just like, all right, opening credits. It's just like, hey, these people made this movie. It's called Predator. Arnold Schwarzenegger's here. This thing crash lands here, and we're off. Like they just go straight into the story. There's not like any satellite or like scientists looking up things. Just like, oh, there's mm-hmm. a weird anomaly. Eh, probably nothing. Like they don't do anything. They just say, great, here's a premise. And we're starting with the action with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. yeah, they get into the jungle by the 11 minute mark. Oh yeah, that is you impressive. Always want to do that. That's that's film school 101. Yeah, get to the jungle by the 11 minute mark. Yep. 12 is too late. 10, you don't have enough exposition. But 11 is the sweet spot. Oh yeah. And uh, but I I just loved all the character quirks and the dynamics that they got into. Um, and you clearly knew who these people were and that they were there to, you know, pull off a mission. Um, but every movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger where they give him um, just all this backstory, uh, I just love it. I just love when they just like, like, the why'd you call me? Because someone made the mistake of calling you the best. I'm like, and we're off. Yeah, that's how hiring works. That's, That's how you do how it. It works. I, I had never seen this either. Uh, this was a new experience, and it was a lot of fun. I did not know basically any of the abilities that the Predator had. So I was like, this thing can go invisible? Like, I had no clue. I was very impressed, though, uh, by the reveal, like, incremental reveal of this creature, where it's, like, invisible, you don't really know anything about it. Uh, it starts to bleed, so you get some information. Then you see it, and it's like, oh, it's like it's got an armor thing. It's not until like the end that you actually see its face, and it's like, oh, what a great way to like keep a monster present without um, just giving everything away in the in the first like encounter with it. Um, So I I really enjoyed that, and I thought that was a a really strong move. I also didn't know that get to the chopper was from this movie. I I had always heard that as like one of the quintessential Arnold Schwarzenegger like impression lines, but I was like, what is that from? Like, what is he saying? It's not kindergarten cop. So like, what is it? (laughs) And I was like, oh, he says a lot, actually a a ton. And finally, I have to give the award to uh, best pep talk to Billy, the tracker, um, when they look to him for information and he just says, we're all going to (laughs) die. Yeah, earned it, Billy. Yeah, no, I mean, it was really cool because this movie does play a trick on you. Because I remember the first time I saw a movie where I knew what I was going to get into and then it completely subverted my expectations um, was, I want to say, first the movie Saw uh, and then the movie The Hills Have Eyes. Oh, Um, I, I saw those movies. I'm like, okay, well... This person is this archetype. This person is probably going to die first. I've seen these movies before. And it's kind of like a game where you like try to you know see what's going to happen ahead. Uh, but then just it's like, oh, wait, uh, what is happening? Because like, you have all these super macho, like 
manly men uh, who are doing all these very extreme and like actiony things, and then one by one, they are all just terrified and like mm-hmm. scared for their life. It's just like, oh, they're scared. Wh- oh man, I don't have like half of their. I don't have a quarter of the. I only have a percentage of their muscles. Uh, they're scared. I'm scared. Uh, what is this thing? What's happening? So yeah. I thought I thought that was very fun and a very great uh. Uh, kind of using the trope to play with the audience. I think my final reaction about Predator um, has to do with... Uh, oh, Grayson. Oh, yeah. Grayson, do you hear that? Oh, what is that? I I think we're being hunted. Oh, great. Like I needed oh. one more thing to be scared of in Los Angeles. Oh, no. Grayson. I, yeah? I, I think we're being hunted by that laser that's attached to the Predator. Oh, his little robo parrot? I mean, sure, you can call it that. You can also call it a head cannon! Oh! <laughs> I see what you did there. Or did I see it? Or was it camouflage? No, I see what you did there. <laughs> head cannon is the part of the show where we share with you unique ideas about the movie and untold stories based on evidence provided by the film. Grayson, so much head cannon. All the head cannon. Um, but it's very quick, so... I'm just going to spat out at least three different ideas that came to mind when I was watching this movie. Mm-hmm. One, this takes place in the last action hero universe. It just does. Got this it. is yep. like this is the backstory to you know his character in Last Action Hero because yep. of course it is. Um, two, the Predator. This specific Predator was on a mission and um, it takes place in the ET universe. Oh, was it a search and rescue for E.T.? Oh, no. It was a bounty. Oh. When E.T. phoned home, someone was on the other line. Do you like scary jungles? (laughs) Yeah. Welcome to the jungle. Uh, Which also, kudos to this movie for not using that song. (laughs) Even though uh, they could have. They could have. And then my last bit of headcanon... Um, is that, um, the Predator, mm-hmm. um, wasn't necessarily hunting them, but looking for a partner. Oh, a worthy partner. Mm-hmm. A great and worthy opponent. Yes. Peter Pan. <laughs> um, that's interesting. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. He's like testing them, much like Saw. Would you like to play a game? Or teen, 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 teen. Ha 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 ha. Um. Yeah, that's good. I just scared myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! That's I'm good, scared good. to sleep at night. Uh, my head cannon is real concise. Uh, there's a moment towards the end of the movie where he's got. He's got Arnold up against the ropes, uh, you know, figuratively speaking. Physically, I think it was a tree. And he scans him and takes, uh, like, he, he looks at his skull. And by now we know that he is, like, a skull collector. This was the original Bone Collector film. And he, like, scans his skull. If that's based on a true story, I apologize. I'm not trying to be insensitive. Uh, he scans his skull and he's like, nah. I'm going to fight this guy. What was it about his skull that made him want to do it? Because we know he just likes to like 
whip the spine out with the head and everything like it's some kind of like he's some kind of cartoon cat in an alley having the dinner from a fish which is like you might as well have xylophone music play whenever he's <laughs> ripping the spines out of these victims anyway there was something about arnold that he was like no nah, this guy's different i think it's because arnold was sent as a prototype for the terminator series to deal with this it's why he's the best it's why he doesn't die and when he scanned it he was like this dude is metal what is going on i'm gonna fight him i couldn't rip his spine out if i wanted to but i don't think even arnold knows at this point that he is just a prototype from the government that's brilliant because i had a completely different theory my theory was just that he scanned him he's like oh this is just a person i have to be able to kill this guy um but I think he's like finally a worthy opponent. Yeah. Your thing is better because I would like the idea like, okay, so who just gets time travel right the first time, you know? <laughs> uh, uh, so I like the idea that like this is like a Iron Giant-esque kind of um, misplacement of Arnold Schwarzenegger just being this actual literal machine of a man who just can do whatever and live throughout all these different things. My adjacent headcanon to that is that this is the reason why they base their Terminator robots off of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Mm, mm, Is mm -hmm. that basically they realize that, you know, other things like, like basically aliens exist and Arnold Schwarzenegger works with the government to like help them to, like build a defense against said aliens with yeah. robots. Oh, that's good. And then like because he was the only one to ever best it, they decided to make them in his likeness. Mm. Yeah. Whether he's human or robot, I do think Carl Weathers knows what's up. Like I think he's probably in charge of the program mm. to to develop this. Um, and he gives him, he gives Arnold a look when Arnold says the line, we're not assassins. It's just kind of like a, mm, you may not be assassins, but you're all terminators. And speaking other of the sound music. cues. <laughs> Good. Uh, Good. The, the score was composed by Alan Silvestri, which I think is pretty great. This is not headcanon. This is nothing. But um, What a it, great it, theory, Grayson. <laughs> my theory is that Alan Silvestri did the score. Wow. There's no I way like to prove it. it. Holds up. Uh, but we, we saw this a little bit in E.T. with John Williams had uh, like similar Star Wars themes to a lot of the E.T. score. And this one, I almost got back to the future tones, which was really ah. interesting because it, they're relatively close to each other in release. Uh, but Alan Silvestri's style is just like the discovery sounds that he has in his scores of like, oh, I wasn't expecting that. Uh, I think really just reinforce a lot of this. So what I'm saying is this is the same universe as Back to the Future. Yeah, Head makes cannon. sense. <laughs> I, I really do just love trying to piece together like, meanwhile in the jungle... 
I mean, we could we could probably make that work. That uh, in the Terminator series, they use Doc Brown's time traveling uh, technology to send the Terminator back to fight the Predator that overran Earth. I, I think you can connect all three of them, yep. uh, and just get Alan Silvestri to write that score. All right, now we're going to go into the part of the show where we talk about recast and remakes. Recast, remake. If this movie were to be remade today. Who'd you cast? What would the storyline be? Um, I'm just going to throw it out there. Olivia Munn, Keegan-Michael Key. Um, I I think if they were to redo the the very first Predator, um, I think, um, I mean, duh, The Rock. um, Dwayne Johnson, 100%. Yeah. Is Dutch. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. And then Terry Crews. Yep. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's great. Thanks. And that's it. Just them and wigs to be the rest of the cast. Yeah. That. That's what I want. I, I like that a lot. Yeah. No further uh, comments. <laughs> thank you. And that is how you cast a remake. But also, I think the Predator... Originally, the Predator um, was supposed to be more ninja-like. Um, oh. So, I would love it to see... I would love it to see. What a sentence, you idiot. I, I would, would love, love it to see. <laughs> I love it. I was about to say it again. No, lean into it, man. I would love it to see. <laughs> I would love it to see yes. uh, Jackie Chan uh, oh. to come in as the Predator and just, you know, whoop up on people in comedic ways. I uh, I would love it to see Donnie Yen. I think Donnie Yen would be real Oh, my great. gosh. Yeah. Just rip off the mask and it's Chuck Norris. That would be pretty good. <laughs> what? Oh my gosh, that would be great. Well, we just wrote the greatest plot twist ever created. Move over, and uh, and then um, you know for the biggest role um, given to um, you know Mud, I would love it. No, I have nothing to say. <laughs> uh, tonight, the role of Mud will be played <laughs> by Pudding. So. <laughs> Mud will be pudding. Ah, Keanu Reeves. That's who I would like to see. Play the mud? <laughs> play, uh, play the predator. Oh, that'd be good. Yeah. All right, now we're going to go into our final segment where we give you our reasons to recommend. So, Grayson, why would you recommend the 1987 movie Predator? This is one of those movies where you may not like recognize that something has come from it. Like the get to the chopper line, a lot of the, uh, I mean, action tropes came from this movie. And then that way it's kind of the origin. And we've seen that in a couple of different franchises where we're like, Oh, that's how these tropes got started. So from a genre history perspective, it's worth checking out, but it's also just super fun They get to the action Really quickly, it's got a lot of twists and turns, uh, not just in the abilities, the terrifying abilities of the Predator. Like, by the way, when was the last time you had a monster that could perform surgery on itself? I was like, where to learn that? In Predator school? So there's so many like twists to this, and it really is this cat and mouse game that's very interesting to watch. Um, and... I mean, it's Arnold all the way, but he he shares the screen really well with this ensemble cast. Um, I we talked a little bit about like Predator and how it relates to the Alien series. 
I feel like it is very opposite in a lot of ways because in the Alien series, you basically just picture Sigourney Weaver in a lot of it. But if you go back and watch this original Predator, like my wife walked by and she was like, oh, I didn't realize Arnold Schwarzenegger was in Predator. And to be honest, like I second guessed it myself. It's not one he's like really well known for because he was he didn't make a franchise out of it. But it is uh, a moment where he's able to still be authentically Arnold but share in an ensemble setting, much like The Expendables. So it's uh, it's got a lot of great genre origins to it. Like I said, it is uh, fun, twists, turns. It's very 80s, very testosterone-fueled up. So in hindsight, you're just kind of like, all right, guys, this is over the top. But... Um, you know, it's fun. It's it's that fun kind of action. It actually felt very similar to like um, almost Jurassic Park. You're dealing with something that is out of your depth. You're in this kind of wild setting. You mm-hmm. thought you knew the rules and your team is getting picked off one by one and you fly away into the sunset in a helicopter. Like it is, it is very Jurassic Park. So um, I I just had a very similar watching experience. I totally agree. I think that this I'd recommend this movie, especially if you are an action movie fan. Like this movie, just it takes a, a believable in world kind of like action movie that, and then it just multiplies it. Um, yeah. But it also like plays with the genre in a way that makes it new. Like what if no matter like how many weapons these guys had, they were still helpless. It's just like, oh, right, right. Uh, I, I don't know. I guess I, I get scared. I guess I'm scared because <laughs> this movie is technically a horror movie as well. Mm-hmm. Like it's as much of a horror movie as it is an action movie. And I thought that that was very surprising and also uh, made what would otherwise be a pretty predictable action movie, very exciting and interesting. Cause like, yeah. I was not expecting Arnold Schwarzenegger to make it through this movie. Um, right. and then when he was standing still, uh, after that giant explosion, I was like, Oh, well, of course he is. Um, but <laughs> it's, a it's a very fun action movie. And it is definitely one that if you haven't seen, definitely worth the watch. Um, yeah. Or if you haven't seen it in a while, it's definitely worth a rewatch to see, how it has inspired other um, more thoughtful action movies later on. Yeah, I I also really appreciated a lot of the character development between uh, the squad and the hostage. Like, there was no definitive love interest through this whole movie, which is really interesting for an action film, uh, which they easily could have done that. They easily could have done that. Except for the love of guns. Oh, yes. They did love those guns. Yeah, except for the love story between Jesse Ventura and Old Painless, or whatever he called that gun. Um, <laughs> what a creepy name for a gun. I also really appreciated, though, that they they had some, like, save the cat moments in there. But what they did really well was what I am coining a mourn the cat moment, where you get to see their heart uh, w- whenever they lose someone that was close to them. And that makes you basically amplify your affection for the character uh, to raise the stakes for when they are later put in peril. So uh, it's a really nice ebb of making us buy into these characters or dismissing them as being uh, kind of surface level and then seeing, oh, they have greater depth. They have a lot of shared history here. Like 
there's personal stakes in this, not just raw survival, get out of the jungle. So, um, yeah, they do a lot of really nice stuff there. And, and if, if the whole pitch of us saying, Hey, it's just a crazy action movie, like doesn't appeal to you. There are some really interesting character dynamics that happen, uh, that dig a little deeper and that's worth checking out. And that's our review of predator. Let us know what you remember about Predator, your favorite thoughts, quotes, moments, or theories on Twitter. We are at Flashback Flicks, and it would mean a lot to us if you could give us a rating on, you know, your podcast rating of choice. Rating and a comment, it, it helps spread the word. Um, it, it, it really is a survival mm-hmm. tactic um, that, like, helps people know that this is a podcast that will... Uh, cover you in mud on your life journey. Stay cool. Get covered in mud. Yeah, that yeah. should be it. So, like on a scale of uh, the predator being completely invisible, like should we just be invisible and blend in and go away, or should we be final form predator, blowing everything up, all eyes on me? Let let us let us know. And laughing. Yeah. And laughing. Yeah. Silent predator to a. Yes. Laughing predator monster. And you always tell a Milford predator. <laughs> <laughs> and be sure to tune in next time right here on the Flashback Flicks Retro Movie Podcast. Until then, remember to be kind and rewind. Next time on the Flashback Flicks Retro Movie Podcast. We go into the house with a clock in its walls and stop them with a review of Clockstoppers. Ever heard of it? No. Oh, well, you should watch it before next week. It's uh, available on Amazon Prime Video for rent. Um, also oh. on uh, YouTube Movies for rent. Um, I'm going to do that or else it's going to be a real short episode. <laughs>